When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Gerald. That's Flex. That's Espo. Happy Tuesday. How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. Y'all hanging in there? I, mm-hmm. I want to send a personal thank you to everybody here who joined us at uh, Whole Nine Yards yesterday for my surprise 40th birthday. My <laughs> wife surprised me, and I was very upset. I hate surprises, <laughs> but I appreciated the sentiment. I appreciated you guys coming. Lindsay, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> she tried. She tried. <laughs> Try coming. She tried, and, and I appreciate that. But thank you to everybody. It meant a lot. And thanks to you, the uh, guys over at Whole Nine Yards. All I'm going to yeah. say is don't invite me to the East Valley for at least a year, okay? <laughs> I have beef with the East Valley now, and I'm done. Damn. <laughs> trauma. We're, we're tapping yeah. out. I can't you, handle any more of the trauma that you, comes with driving in the East Valley. You made it like 90% of the way Bro, there. Bro, seriously, so, I hey. think that's the worst part. <laughs> like, I literally was... Not even, but like four minutes away. Damn. And it was just like, bam, car accident. And I'm just like, dang it, now I got to sit here forever and deal with all of this. I didn't find that out till this morning, though. So I thought, man, Lindsay just, just really ghosted, doesn't like me. Didn't even like say anything. No, could, I thought could, Gerald, I texted Gerald because I was like, Gerald will just yeah. share the news. Well, I, 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 shared it, I shared it with Saul, but then I think Saul left soon after that. But <laughs> I, yeah, in typical Lindsay fashion, I text her like, oh, my God, are you OK? She's like, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay so trying to make bank. It meant a lot, and your effort, Lindsay, and now <laughs> your uh, your insurance premium. Uh, you know, me uh, the world. Yeah, that's a tough one. Listen. Hey, can I give a quick F- shout out? Valley, yeah. I'm saying. Can yeah. I give a quick shout out? Happy birthday to my beautiful daughter. Oh, 25 today. She's 25. on a cruise. Nice. I love you. Happy birthday. God bless you, and talk to you soon. That's Aww. nice. Um, we have to start today's show with a super chat from Sunday that okay. um, came in last minute on the show, so we missed it. And it's from PHX 0407. They sent us one, and we were talking, of course, about the big game that we had going on. And they said this team is going to be tough down the stretch with all the, the injuries getting everyone involved. I wouldn't want to see this team once healthy. Ooh. And Fair. I mean, like we said, it is going to pay dividends. The fact that we've dealt with so many injuries at the top of the season and other guys are being asked to step up and they've been doing that and they're getting reps and they're getting confidence and all the above. It's going to it's going to be a positive for us as yep. the season continues. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> all right. So let's talk a little bit about Devin Booker, because, of course, we have to talk about Devin Booker. Rightfully so. He has gotten a lot of love over the weekend. With that game winner 
Sunday night, and Book has now been named. Uh, it came out yesterday. He was named the Western Conference Player of the Week. So this is now his eighth uh, award, and it was for the week of November 20th through the 26th. And as as you pointed out, I believe on our Twitter, this gives him the most in Suns franchise history. That wasn't me. That was the great. <laughs> oh, really? That was yeah, you, that was Gerald. Yep. I yeah. thought that one was like that. Seemed like it came right out of Espo's playbook with the <laughs> yeah. Steve Nash death. No. But Nash had seven, so now Book has officially passed that. Congrats, Gerald. Well, thank that little bag. I didn't win thank the award, you. but thank you. <laughs> Good I job, mean, G. Congrats on the great tweet, Gerald. Hell yeah! <laughs> tweet of the week. It was. <laughs> uh, He's just two MVPs behind now, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, which could be on his way there. But yeah, look, I know it's nice to always nice to be recognized, and I'm sure. I mean, really, they could have they could have given it to KD the week before. They didn't. They gave it to Book this week. I think it just speaks to how well this team's come together. How Book has uh, has taken on that mantle of being the point guard uh, of this team and doing those things. So. Well deserved. Uh, the stats back it up. I'm sure Gerald has a bunch of them to share with uh, with us. But yeah, it was a great week for for book for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, G. Let me All see right. them stats. Well, okay. So for the week, 38, five, one and a half steals, one block, 48 percent shooting, 43 percent from three, 90 percent from the foul line, four and zero record, one game winner. There was nobody else in the West that had a recipe wow. <laughs> anywhere near that wow. for the week, but. I wrote about this on gophnx.com a couple days ago if you haven't checked it out yet. But what he's doing this season, I know he's missed some time, um, and Kevin Durant has been phenomenal throughout. You could definitely make the case that he's been the Suns' best player. But Book is having a career year, and he's doing it while operating as a primary scorer and as the primary playmaker, which is incredible. He's putting up 29 points, basically nine assists, five rebounds, Hmm. almost 50% shooting, almost 44% from three. All of those numbers are career highs so far. And I know we're only, you know, 17 games in the season. He's only played nine or 10, whatever it is. But the guy's flirting with 50, 40, 90 territory. The Suns are eight and one when he plays. He's got the best point differential in the league at plus 10.9. And over this seven-game win streak, the Suns rank first in field goal percentage, second in three-point percentage, third in free throws, fifth in free throw percentage, fifth in assists, twelfth in turnovers, which is way better than where they were without him, fourth in point differential, first in offensive rating, and third in net rating. The guy has been phenomenal. He's fourth in the NBA in assists, sixth in potential assists, and third in assist points created. So he's running the offense, but he's also shooting a career-high percentage on pull-up threes while taking a career-high number of pull-up threes. And he's also attacking the rim more. He's, uh, I think he's ninth in the NBA in drives, so he's getting to the basket more. He's sixth in points on those drives, fourth in assists on those drives, and 11th on free throws on those drives. So when he puts his head down, he's also creating his own offense, getting to the foul line, creating offense for everybody else. He's been the complete package as an offensive player. Yeah, Gerald, but as Lindsay pointed out the other night, he did have two turnovers. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You I wasn't pointing that out to show to throw shade at Book. I was throwing shade at the three of you, no, not but, Gerald, but Saul. Gee, I love you. You missed something. What I missed? When you pulled up his stats, you said everything he did this week. How many shiny bright stars did he get this week oh that's right how many bright shiny stars he got at least one he better have every damn one he's playing a week i couldn't tell you what happened before sunday i don't remember at this point. 
So he but should I know have he got one. Sundays. He should Sunday have was a part of that. Yeah, week. he no. should have one for every game he played this week. <laughs> um, I mean, he's incredible, and you know, this makes me go back to the episode we had before Book came back, where we were talking about the fourth quarter collapses, and we were talking about all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I mean. It's safe to say he solved everything on that list with what you just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, he solved everything. And, and that's the unique thing about a guy like Devin Booker. He's so good. He's a generational talent. And he just makes people around him better. I'll, I'll throw another stat. Mm-hmm. The Suns, I like to round up when I see a guy who's got like 5.7 points a game. Mm-hmm. Call it six, mm-hmm. right? The Suns have 12 players mm-hmm. averaging six points or more. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no team in the league that's even close to that. Mm-hmm. All right, so now you want to talk about depth? You want you want to question if this team is deep? <laughs> they ain't got Brad Beal yet, and mm-hmm. they got 12 players, one through 12, averaging six plus a game. And so that just speaks to one, the depth, the the roster construction, and how Devin is actually maximizing all that talent, mm-hmm. all in one. And so it's nice to see. Give him his flowers, man. These guys are undefeated since he came back, and I expect him to continue to play well. I actually feel like he's starting to crack through the national mm-hmm. narrative too, and it's simply because he so dramatically changed his game to be more of the distributor. There was such an an, an adverse uh, reaction to the way the Suns constructed this team, and oh, they don't have a point guard. Well, I mean, and even outright, like Sean's saying that Bradley Beal, their point guard, you know what I mean? Like everyone was pushing that idea that because Bradley Beal is the smallest one of the three, he has to be the point guard Mm -hmm. and not even giving like a second thought to book being the guy who's actually going to be facilitating the most. Yeah. And I think it's thawed some of that, the feeling from before, because, you know, there was, it was always some evolution of Devin Booker, is a volume scorer, volume shooter, you know, and inefficient. And then that kind of morphed when he got more efficient. But I always felt like it was some some disdain for the way he scored. And mm-hmm. we all know my 70-point theory. But now that he's now that he's doing it while passing the ball too, I, I think it's really opening eyes of those people that may have been unwilling to back off of where they were before. Now I think this gives them an out because they're like, well, he's now making all his teammates better, even though yeah. he always has. Mm-hmm. They now can kind of back back out of the corner they had put themselves in. You know what I find the most interesting about the conversation around Book is that, like, uh, back in the day, you know, they would call him kind of, like, throw shade at him as far as, like, padding stats, and he's mm-hmm. an empty stats guy, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So he got shade for that. And then he does the selfless thing and doesn't go for individual accolades or trying to stat pad at all. And then he gets shade for, oh, well, it's Chris Paul who's doing this. It's this person who's doing it. And it's just like, so when do we get to have our cake and eat it too since you get to have that? Like, when do we get to, like, turn the tables here? You know what I mean? Because he's getting credit. Like, he gets no credit for when he has to do it all but simply because it's the only option available mm-hmm. he gets no credit for doing what's right by his team even though he could go out there and could have had stats like this all along probably yeah. but he didn't want to because he knew it wasn't good for the team that's right like when do we get a little he, bit of that right now I he think put yeah he, he put winning above stats yes and he's he been should, doing though. it for a long time and another thing that's infuriating me that i'm getting tired of is Devin Booker doesn't play defense. Like, mm. that needs to get flushed down the toilet. Like, mm. he is having an unbelievable year defensively. 
I'll make an argument. Devin's a top five two-way player in the league right now based on what he's done in these, in these games. Mm-hmm. Show me a guy who's putting up the offense and defensive numbers that he's putting up through this stretch. Well, and carrying tell, the same load, too. Right. Carrying that load, shorthanded. And tell me there's a guy that you prefer more than Devin Booker. I mean, he, he's playing defense. He's one of the highest-rated defensive guards at his, at his position in the league. So that's out the way, too, Lens. Like, that was all it, right? Empty stats. Oh, it doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, this down in third. And he continuously eliminates these things, but the narrative doesn't change. You know, and, and it's, it's tough because this guy should be talked about as a top-five player in the MVP race for sure. But, you know, it is what it is. And I, I don't mean this to throw shade at our fellow uh, All-City uh, people, but one, earlier today on the All-NBA show, uh, Adam Morris and uh, – I butchered that uh, – and, uh, and Tim Legler were talking about the best duo in mm-hmm. the NBA, and they both said Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. And I'm like, yeah, did you forget that Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are a duo in this league? I get it that they've, they haven't played every game together, mm. but – you have arguably what two top seven guys in the league right now on the same roster because I I know we're we're in praise book mode because Katie's been hurt but when you look in totality of the season you got two top seven guys here mm-hmm. two guys that are complete difference makers that can do all the little things that you need and there is no duo in this league that's anywhere near them in terms of talent and ability and ability when the other one's not there to take over and carry the mantle. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, but if Embiid ain't there, Tyrese Maxey ain't carrying the mantle. And Joel, to a certain extent, can't do it all by himself. That pisses me off. (laughs) No, that that really pisses me off, yo. Mm -hmm. Like, are we really... see, See, it's quick to overlook Book, who's been doing it for nine years. But you go right away and say, who's the best duo? And it's easy to just, oh, Tyrese Maxey. Like, what the hell has Tyrese Maxey done in the league so he's, far? But, okay, he's surprising, though. I think that it's the shiny new toy factor, Yeah, right? but then say, yeah. what is the biggest surprise? Right, you say that, or right. Or Frame it that way. you didn't anticipate being in this situation who has really impressed you so far. Right. Like, right. best duo no. and, like, uh, biggest surprise or most improved or whatever – Totally different conversation. I'm going to be honest. If y'all ask that question on this show live with no prep, no prep, mm-hmm. say, yo, who's the best duo in the league? Put 10 people here. No one says Embiid and Maxi. That's my that's my well, thing. I, I wouldn't. Would you, G, be honest? No. I would. I, would, I mean, I, the, the thing is, and I'm sure the national people are trying to cover, you know, they're trying to cover the whole league. So they're trying mm-hmm. to weigh games missed in on this. And I'm sure that's where the edge probably is there. But based on what we've seen, even in the handful of games where Book and KD have been on the court together, it's pretty clear that we're dealing with, at worst, two top 10 players and more likely closer to what you were saying, two top seven guys. Nobody else in the league has that. Maxie's been phenomenal to start the season. Embiid coming off an MVP season, we know how great he is. Um, But it's just one of those things where it feels like the conversation's slowly starting to turn with Book, um, but the Suns maybe just don't get as much love as we think because everybody looks at, oh, well, Bradley Beal's out. Like, we're not going to, you know, whatever. I I don't even know. And this is completely just extemporaneously, but what? uh, Tatum and and Brown 
you could argue mm-hmm. are, are legit. Yeah, yeah. Tatum, Tatum and Brown, right. Dame and Giannis, but that hasn't worked well yet because their coach doesn't really know what he's doing. And right. outside of that, it's Halliburton. Jokic and Murray. <laughs> Mur- yeah, Jokic yeah. and Murray. Yeah, and, I, mean, I mean, I love Maxi, man. I'm a Maxi fan. I love him. I hate that I'm doing this, but when you go from like best in the world, like Embiid and Maxi, like come on, stop, man, stop. Well, three weeks ago, they weren't even gonna be a duo because James Harden right. was I still mean, gonna be there. Maxi's incredible, <laughs> and, I, and I, I will say this: I've been talking Maxi up for years, saying I think Philly was better off letting Maxi be the guy instead yeah. of James. Like I love Tyrese Maxi; I think he's gonna be a star. But you can't look at seventeen games and ignore nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Well, and and I didn't bring it up to to crap on them because they they talked they've talked very positively about book and everything, but I just found it such a, a a weird thing because we're sitting here looking at everything book's been doing. A week ago, we were sitting here talking about how otherworldly KD is, and I just I can't think of any two guys in the league that that are better. I, I I think there's a hesitance to fully understand that Devin Booker is a point guard, and yeah, I think this this duo that was picked was a an elite big man, a big and man. an elite guard. And when you have two wing guard type players, it I don't know why we kind of default to oh, there's some positional overlap, there's some skill set overlap. I'd yeah. rather have two guys that complement each other because they do different things. But in reality, like we all know that Book and KD and even Legler and Mars know this, like Book and KD complement each other in really specific and promising ways, especially with the leap that Book has made as a playmaker, as a game manager this season. I also think that's what makes it a little bit more fun and interesting and exciting because it's not your traditional point big man type situation it's yeah. two different guys who are really leaning into the positionless basketball mm-hmm. and thriving within it that's yeah. right so I, i'm like okay maybe it's just because the old school in you just doesn't yeah. want to like, let go entirely maybe yeah. and and, 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 I, and i like like listen maybe I'm, it's just a little bit of that i i, I i'd make an argument that these two guys complement each other as good as any tandem mm-hmm. and and then the last thing i'll say on this is if you're gonna look at the best two tandem Record should matter, right? Mm-hmm. Record together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should that matter? What What's Devin Booker and Kevin Durant's record in the regular season when they play together? They've lost one game. One game. 22 and one? Mm-hmm. That, go ahead with Maxie and MB. Have fun with Maxie and MB. You bring up an interesting point, though. I think this is the NBA jam theory because we're in the. We're, stay with me here. Yeah. No, I got we're, you. Our generation <laughs> and, a, and a generation of, of people who are now covering the NBA grew up playing that game mm-hmm. and a duo in that game was a, was a small and a big. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has been a conventional thought in what it is and has weighed, yeah. weighed in a part of it. Except us. We have Molly and Barkley, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but that's just because Barkley was, was never, smaller than Molly. There was yeah. never a, a duo <laughs> that involved a big. You couldn't put yeah. Mark West in there, baby. <laughs> I love you, Mark. You I love you, Mark. Could you imagine if the duo had been Mark West <laughs> and Kevin Johnson? Like, yeah. you know, or if it had come out a year before, it was like Jeff Hornacek and Mark West with your duo. Right, yeah, right. Anyways. Um, one stat that you also forgot to bring up, Gerald, that Book had this week that kind of, I think, pushed him over the edge was a fire Instagram post. Yes. He, of course, posted some of the fan shots um, of the game winner that he had on Sunday night with the caption, quote, 
always complaining about the double. <laughs> I love then he this. doubled down and he also pinned a comment from somebody who said, couldn't wait to get that caption off. So Book's been sitting <laughs> on this for a hot minute yeah. and knew exactly what he was doing. He was trolling. He was like throwing a little shade at everybody. Um, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so glad that we had this like linchpin moment that we could point to in terms of the double teams because nobody knows that like last season Book was doubled. I think he was doubled either first or second most yeah. in the NBA Holy and still God. was like top five or top ten in terms of points scored out of those situations nobody except for the nerds like me know that but now you have a game-winning fucking highlight that you can point to like <laughs> hey fuck your double right you, you could bring four guys you could bring tom thibodeau and the ref too right. he's still gonna hit it at the garden baby <laughs> unless the ref scott foster then he screws it up somehow but yeah. <laughs> did, it, remind me did the double team summer thing happen after the bubble or before before because before. the bubble shot over Kawhi and Paul George should have been enough. That should have been. Yeah, but Book didn't put it on his Instagram like that, so that's That's what the difference was. This is now forever going to be there. Did you guys see the other post, though? You know the Nike commercial that he Yes. (laughs) The shot looks almost identical. (laughs) Identical, The NBA is scripted. They hide these things in plain sight. Like, it was crazy how close it was. Yeah. Yeah. He also had the other garden winner from his first or second season that was oddly like the the mm-hmm. winner he hit here the Mavs one no no no, no. in the garden no in the garden this is second this is second garden oh, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah that was when they had that team there Bledsoe and, yeah. and mm-hmm. Tucker yeah, and everybody um who's the guy I, I'm let help me out guys the play by play for the Knicks uh Walt Frazier yeah, okay. Clyde mm-hmm. Frazier, mm-hmm. right? I'm watching the game from the Knicks perspective the other night and mm-hmm. I go back to the uh to that play Bro, he said the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what did he say? He literally is breaking down the play. And he's like, "This was, book didn't even want to take this shot. This is a terrible shot." He, he, <laughs> I'm yo live on TV, and I'm like, "Clyde, what are you saying?" He's yeah. like, "You could tell by the way he dribbled, he had no business taking that shot. It was a desperation shot." I'm like, "Bro, that's the shot this dude takes in his sleep." He walked into that. He shit. walked into it. <laughs> yeah. So, Clyde, man, if you listening, buddy, you got to you got to chill. He pulled with a that, Paul George. That's yeah, a bad shot. Yeah, he pulled a Paul. That's <laughs> a bad shot. Have yeah. you seen what Clyde wears? Decision making. <laughs> I've been seeing it my honest. whole life, guys. Clyde, Clyde. Like, come on. Yeah, you're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um. So, Jr. Two said, "Are you guys admitting the NBA is rigged?" Yes, and here's where we're going to prove it to you with Flex's a million leg parlay. Oh, we ready. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, He's got the script for the tonight. Week. We got the script, you guys. So here you go. Here's All our right. pick. So, yeah. I'm just kidding, by the way. Disclaimer, I'm joking. No one is. It's scripted. So, don't, so we, if you lose this bet, don't come yelling at me. Everybody play close attention here. Okay. Because this is going to hit tonight. All right? Mm. 11 leg parlay. And I'm going to talk to my man Gerald here to kind of... Okay, first leg. Steph Curry to score 20 points. Yep, that's money. Okay. Kayvon Looney to get six rebounds. Should be good. Okay. Luka Dantas to score 20 points. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Luka Dantas, six assists. Yes, that should be good. He's averaging like eight, so it should be be good. So we're almost halfway there. Mm -hmm. Anthony Edwards to score 20 in an in-season tournament game. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Shy Gildas Alexander to get four assists. Yeah. Sure we looking good. good. We Shea six through. <laughs> okay. Shy, Shay, whatever, man. Shea Butter. My bad, Shea Butter. All right. The end of it mm-hmm. is Jason Tatum to score 20 points. Yeah. yeah. 
Jason Tatum to grab six rebounds. I think that's that should be good. I think he's averaging like eight or nine boards. So. Okay. I think that's the toughest part of the leg. I would agree. And then we end the last three with what I think should be gimmies. Damian Lillard, 20 points. Okay. Giannis to grab eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson, who just scored 40. Well, how many he had against Suns? A lot. He had like 30 some. Yeah. Whole bunch of <laughs> to score 20 tonight. So okay. 11 leg parlay. in. Put the bed in. Thank me later. That's Y'all cool. gonna bang this eleven leg parlay like we banged that one last night at that yeah, Espos party. Plus, <laughs> plus plus three seventy five, right? Plus three seventy five. Okay. So put a little bread on that. Get some money. Okay. Jumped in on Let's it. do it. All right. That's not cool. bad. Uh, and right now, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX because new customers can get one hundred and fifty <laughs> instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on basketball only. On DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PHNX. The crown is yours. I'm getting sick, so you guys got to bear with me on this one, okay? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-789. 7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resorts KS must be 21 or older in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gaming resources eligibility and deposit restrictions apply bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com basketball terms well done. Hey, Michael joined flu game. Yep, that was the flu game right there. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm going to let you take Let's a breather go. because we've got a brand new sponsor that I want to welcome to the program. Do we have that ad, Eric? It's elegant. It's exciting. It's exclusive. It's fun. It's Footprint Center, Phoenix's hottest new club. Located in the heart of downtown in a basketball arena, this club has everything. A basketball court, a locker room, the most premier sound system, and 19,000 of your closest friends bumping and thumping to the hottest techno music in the valley. Don't take our word for it. Five-time NBA champion Steve Kerr agrees. It's like a club. It's like a it's like a South Beach club out there. This thumping techno club music. Stop by the Valley's newest and hottest club, Footprint Center. Oh, and make sure to pay your cover because our bouncer, Scott Foster, has no problem throwing out people who complain. Lord, that is so, Yo, that is so good, it. bro. That it. is comedy. You didn't bro. have a show yesterday. Yeah. That's your free time. So, that's amazing. Oh, that's Shout amazing. out to our new sponsor, the club at the Footprint Center. We got to free up more free time for you. Yeah, my I know, right? We get more gems like this. Dude, that was incredible. Bro. I'm excited. Um, oh, man. But I'm a little bit concerned about getting kicked out. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> I love your narrator voice too. Yeah, no, bumping I love and it. Dumping. There, there was four different voices I tried. I had four oh, different man. cuts. Yeah. I decided to go with that. I'm did crying, you try the Bill bro. Hader one? I did. Yeah, I did. that one's a tough one. I'm literally crying when I saw the Steve Kerr clip. Yeah. I'm, I mean, tears are coming out my eyes, man. That that was that was beautiful, bro. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let me gather myself. Uh, <laughs> that real- was good partner arizona's family sports where you can watch sons games of course the next one that will be available over on arizona's family sports is tomorrow the raptors uh, and the suns it tips off at 5 30 p.m so make sure you check that out and all you need to watch games on arizona's family sports is an antenna and there are so many different options available 
at every single price point. So wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns games on Arizona's family sports. All right. Gerald, uh, Craig Morgan mm-hmm. in the chat said, Gerald, can you please explain the in-season <laughs> tournament to me in 10 words or less? Please talk to me like oh, I'm a child. 10 words or less is a lot. <laughs> I could probably do like a thousand words or less. <laughs> so, <laughs> give me a thousand Gerald. words or less. Um, but we no, did I, online. Did we I, did, <laughs> yes. Over at gopatrix.com if you want a yes. full thousand word. Yes. If you want all that. And I also liked writing that piece because I know a lot of people have been down on the in-season tournament or skeptical or whatnot, but from talking to the players, uh, their thoughts are all in there. They're all pretty high on it. A a couple of them were skeptical at first, but now they're really coming around and seeing the benefit of this and and enjoying the NBA experimenting and trying something new to add some spice into this section of the calendar. But I did want to walk people through the scenarios because tonight's games, it's the last slate of group play games for the in-season tournament. And people have been curious or confused about how the Suns can clinch a spot in the in-season tournament. So break it down. I'm going to break it down. Let's go. So like there's, your children, though. Remember. All right. I'm so there's, there's three groups in the Western Conference. The winners of each group automatically qualify for the knockout round. And then the last slot is filled by one wildcard team per conference. So there's four per conference, eight total teams. The last wildcard spot will come down to the second best teams in each of the three groups in the West. So... Within group play, the first tiebreaker is record, obviously, then head-to-head matchups, then point differential, then total points scored in the group stage, then last year's regular season record. And if they're still somehow tied, which would be insane, there will be a random drawing if necessary. Um, So in between these three groups, the second-place teams, they're going to go through those tiebreakers, the first record, then point differential, so on and so forth. So we'll take a look at the Group A standings, the Lakers have already won Group A with a 4-0 record. They'll likely be the one seed because of their plus 74-point differential. The Kings could technically win tonight and move to 4-0, but they'd have to score 46 points. They'd have to beat the Warriors by 46 points to catch the Lakers in point differential. So more than likely, the Lakers are going to be the one seed in the West because of their record and their point differential. Um, If we go to Group B, Group B is no longer a threat to steal a wild card spot from the Suns uh, because the Suns have that three and one record and a very good point differential at plus 34. If the Rockets beat the Mavs tonight, they win that group with a three and one record because they have the tiebreaker over the Pelicans who are also three and one. The Pelicans would fall short of the Suns plus 34 point differential in that scenario by exactly one point. Dang, we got lucky on that one. That book three. That That book three three that he banked in against the Grizzlies was huge, and so was the Eric Gordon three from a few weeks back when they lost to the Lakers. It was meaningless, but Mm -hmm. both of those were really big there. Um, If the Mavs beat the Rockets, Houston's two and two, so they don't match up to the Suns three and one record. So... In Group C, this is what it's going to come down to tonight. If you look at the standings here, the Kings are in first with 3-0, and a plus 29-point differential. They'll play the Warriors, who are in third with a 2-1 and record and a plus 5-point differential. The Timberwolves are second because they own the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Warriors at 2-1, and but they are a minus 3 in the point differential column. So what does that mean in terms of how the Suns could get knocked out? Um, basically, the Kings... If the Kings beat the Warriors, the Timberwolves, they move to 4-0. They win the group. The Timberwolves would then have to beat the Thunder tonight by 38 points in order to tie the Suns with a 3-1 record and pass their point differential because they're at minus 3. They got to get to plus 34. They got to win by 38. Or they could technically win by exactly 37 points 
and they would still need to score 149 points to pass the Suns in the next tiebreaker, which is points scored in group play. So that's unlikely. If the Timberwolves lose at all tonight, the Suns are totally in. <laughs> I'm glad you guys had this all planned out here. I don't think they had it planned. I think this was uh, is off this, the cuff. Is this just happening? <laughs> I okay. Think it was. Um, so if the Timberwolves, if the Thunder beat the Timberwolves, it doesn't matter. Suns are automatically clinching. Um, if the Warriors win, they have to win by 30 plus and the Timberwolves have to win by 38 plus. Um, because if the Warriors beat the Kings, Group C would have three teams with a three and one record. The Kings point differential at plus 29 would obviously go down. That's nowhere near where they need to be to match the Suns point differential. Um, the Timberwolves have to get there by winning by 38 and the Warriors are at a plus five. So they would have to win by 30 to pass the Suns in point differential. So basically, if the Kings win, the Timberwolves have to win by 38. Suns are out. Otherwise, Suns are in. If the Warriors win, they have to win by 30 and the Timberwolves have to win by 38. So basically, the Suns are in unless two 30-point like blowouts game. happen. Um, and they're in a really good spot. Well, and it's not likely that we're going to see. I mean, gee. listen, it is the the final gate night of the in-season tournament stuff for these yeah. teams. So some of them might have a little extra juice to them, but yeah. that's asking a lot. It's a lot. Hold yeah. on. G. This is scripted. <clears throat> the Suns are out. <laughs> I don't think so. No, man. they want they, <laughs> well, they want KD no, versus what, LeBron. That's, what saying. that's how we prove it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's how we yeah. prove it. G. Bless your soul, brother. Yes. <laughs> you did a fantastic job of breaking. I tried. I got hey, a little thrown now. off in the middle there. Can you do it one more time? Is, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> 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 using apples this time. Who like was the guy that asked the question? Uh 10, uh, 10 words. Oh, Craig. Oh, that was our guy, Craig Morgan. Yeah. Craig Morgan. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna give him the ten word. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. The Suns are getting in and winning the whole thing. There you go. Hey, <laughs> that's that's the that's it right there. That's Yay. it. In a nutshell. <laughs> Guys, we, go. we also got great news. Craig said thanks, Gerald, and then followed up and said, Lindsay, the full sweet potato is yours. Yay. Craig's wife makes the best sweet potato pie. <laughs> I've been trying to get my hands on one of these pies for a hot minute. There you go. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out what Gerald's so literally, literally going to be in the tournament as well, yes. unless in, some baby. outrageous shenanigans happen in tonight. If the games. Thunder win, Suns are in. If the Warriors win by less than 30, Suns are in. Like, that's it. And the Timberwolves have to win by 38 or more. Like, no, and both those teams that have to win, sorry, both those teams that have to win are probably going to lose. I, yeah. I was going to say something real off Go ahead. color. So I'm not going to say that. Perfect. I'm glad he interrupted you there. And then um, if, if and when the Suns do make it into this, the likely uh, scenario is that they'll play the Lakers. Yes. yes. In LA. Mm -hmm. On either what? Monday or Tuesday is what we decided. Fifth, it's right? Monday or Tuesday is the yeah. first two yeah. games of that mm -hmm. the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, fourth or fifth. It'll be I assume they'll drop that tonight. They probably have every scenario mapped I, out, I'd imagine. Mm, there's or, a lot of different tomorrow. scenarios though. Yeah. Tonight I, or tomorrow. It'll morning. probably be tomorrow because I know how they are with like playoff scheduling. They also got to set things up with their That's broadcast true. or whatever. And but, the arenas. Yeah, yeah. So that game, the quarterfinals happen on the fourth and the fifth. Mm -hmm. And then the semifinals happen on the seventh, which is in Vegas as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Semifinals and, and the championship, championship on yeah. the ninth. Mm -hmm. um, and then somebody in the chat at the very top of the show, um, forgive me, I don't remember who it was, said that they hoped that we didn't make the in-season tournament so that we could have the week off. It was Mark. 
Yeah. Um, so we could have the week off to rest the guys. So you don't get the whole week off because right. Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, and Saturday are tournament games. But then Wednesday and Friday are flex games. So every single team is guaranteed two games next week. Yes. So at minimum. So you like still, some, you're still one, playing. Two teams will have You're three, playing. But yes. you are still playing games. So you don't just get kind of like an, another quasi all-star break. You don't get a fall break, basically. The flex game sounds like something that flex would put us through, like uh, yeah. tasks. Right. Uh, zone so defense. If we, if we were to lose um, to the Lakers in that quarterfinal game, we would end up having another an additional flex game on either Wednesday or Friday that week. Like we're going to play two games that week no matter what but i'm feeling good about a matchup against the lakers because in theory we should have devin booker out there which in, we did not have uh, yeah. uh the other time so we played this in this theory day, we the should lakers. be two and zero against the lakers yeah mm -hmm. yeah I mean, they blew they blew the tournament game they were ahead in that fourth yeah. quarter so. and the one before yeah. that they were up going big in the fourth too so they should have won both those lake again if you saw the lakers last night you shouldn't feel good yeah uh can i Give you guys, it's a little breaking news. Nothing major came out today about the in-season tournament, and mm -hmm. it's another reason why I am all in on this freaking thing. Mm -hmm. According to Front Office Sports and Bleacher Report, TNT and ESPN will integrate their personalities for a special night of NBA in-season mm -hmm. tournament semifinal coverage. Inside the NBA will feature Ernie, Chuck, Kenny, Shaq, Stephen A. Smith, and Michael Wilbon. Damn. It is the crossover event of the century. <clears throat> oh, wow. Man. That is fire. So many shenanigans. There are not enough mics for that. There's you know, not. Like, There's uh, not enough airtime for that. No, no. it's going to be fun. <laughs> I feel sorry for Ernie. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like oh, Ernie trying to wrangle too. the cats. Good luck. I mean, Mike Wilbon can kind of just kind of disappear into the background if he so chooses, but Ernie's got to drive. The clown car. That's, That's going to be a lot. Kind of what Lindsay does every yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not with <laughs> not with five other five of us. You know? I mean, listen, three of you at one time is a lot. Yeah. Okay? And we haven't even won Emmys like Chuck and everybody Jeez. else. It's <laughs> coming, baby. It's coming. Yeah. She's got no, two. She has. We right. haven't. I I have. I just don't brag about it. Um, so. Off topic. Silos <laughs> in the chat said the El Valle Chucks are tough. The ones we have on the table. So I'll go with those custom made. And I love them. They're pretty dope. Yes, they are. So we had to get some some fancy new kicks for the table this year, and that's what we landed on. Mm -hmm. um, listen, if you guys have not signed up for Circle K's Inner Circle, you are leaving good deals on the table. It's a free membership program, and first and foremost, when you sign up, you save twenty five cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You also save three cents per gallon every day. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products. There's a lot of perks for joining inner circle so make sure you do that for free by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for details also if you have a ticket to a game this season make sure you check out our friends over at illegal Pete's because you can head to illegal Pete's before or after any ticketed event and score a house margarita or a draft beer for just a penny with their sound check promo that they've got going on uh, you know we love our friends over at Illegal Pizza. They have an elite patio. The food is bomb. The drinks are bomb. The vibes are bomb. So make sure you guys check them out. All right, guys. We have a game to play. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's play King of the Court presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to, get your, to go out and buy your holiday scratchers this holiday season. Okay. So let's look at the card. So like nice little scratcher. So we're okay. going to pick three numbers mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll do one at a time. 
And whatever player we get is who we get to talk about next. So okay. um, I'm going to go first. Because oh. I called dibs. Yeah, sure. Go for <laughs> okay. it. It's I'm your gonna, game. I'm gonna pick, it's my game. <laughs> I'm going to pick number one. Who okay. do we have for number one? Is that Katie? Oh, Kevin Durant. The Reaper. Okay. okay. Let's talk a little <clears throat> bit about Kevin Durant, someone we are going to be keeping an eye on this week because he's missed a few games now with an injury. We're all kind of anxiously anticipating his return, even though the team has held it down over the last um, couple of days that he's been out. But I think we do have a, a little bit of an update from Dwayne Rankin, who's uh, traveling on the road right now. He said that Frank Vogel said Suns will wait on how Kevin Durant responds to Tuesday, a.k.a. today's practice for availability Wednesday at Raptors. Um, and then, of course, kind of throw this in there. Grace and Allen did not practice because he's still struggling with that illness, but he'll be with the team in Toronto. Said he feels a little bit better. Missed Sunday's game, of course. And Frank Vogel hopes that Allen can play on Wednesday. Yeah. So hopefully Grace and Allen is feeling a little better, better from that illness. But as far as KD goes, if he misses tomorrow's game, are you guys going to be concerned? No. No. And no. we we do have the official injury report now. KD and Grayson are both listed as questionable. Okay. Um, Brad and Damian Lee still out, but Nasir Little also out due to personal reasons. <gasps> oh, so, no. um, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be concerned if KD misses tomorrow, though. They're yeah. being cautious with him, and they have a back-to-back -back coming up That's at true. home this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I got an update yesterday. I followed up this morning. Uh, I mean, it's not anything that anyone's super alarmed with, okay? Um, I believe KD is going to see how he feels in the morning. He'll be a game-time decision again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if the Suns had it their way, he wouldn't play. I mean, this is one of those things where you, you got the team and the player kind of working together. If the Suns had their way, KD would probably sit out the Toronto game and return on Friday with the back-to-back -back that you mentioned, Gerald. Mm -hmm. So I would not be shocked if KD does not go tomorrow. But this is Kevin Durant. They are in Toronto. He likes Drake. Drake's going to be there. They just did an album. So, hey, who knows? They, they're they also listing it as a right foot contusion now for <laughs> yeah. KD instead okay. of right foot soreness. soreness. Yeah. yeah. So just something which, to keep an eye on. Which is what you get from a contusion. Yeah, soreness. soreness. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so yeah. it's a bruise. <clears throat> what? I love that we have to go contusion. It's like, no, it's a bruise. It's a bruise. He's, got, <laughs> he's got a bruised foot. If yeah. there was a silver lining to kind of just like the timing of all of this, it's that obviously we played Memphis and the Knicks where the Suns were able to take care of business there. Um, two days off in between Sunday's game and tomorrow's yeah. game. And then so time-wise would basically put him at just about a week if he decided not to play in tomorrow's game and come back on Friday here at home. So a good week of rest for KD2, who yeah. we've talked multiple times this season already, who has been carrying much more of the load because of the injuries with, with Book and Bradley Beal. So I guess there's a silver lining to it. He only had to miss maybe three games to get an entire week yeah. of uh, time off. And if he does play tomorrow, still quite a few days that he was able to rest and not miss any games. And they didn't take any L's along the way. Come back well-rested against the Nuggets. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody wants to beat Denver. By the way, uh, did Nasir Little forget his passport? Uh, is that the personal reason? <laughs> oh, no. Because they are going to Toronto. <laughs> no, I hope not. Well, actually, I kind of hope it is that because that would be a little bit better than any other personal reasons that we've ever really gotten. Personal reason. Uh, additional my information on My that. dog ate my passport. Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully everything is good with him, um, and hopefully we get a little bit more of an update potentially tomorrow on Grayson Allen and Kevin Durant. I know he was out there warming up pregame 
before the next game on Sunday, and he looked yeah. like he was in good spirits and moving pretty well. So mm-hmm. at least we're we're trending in the right direction when it comes to him. Jay, the injury report on the Purple Pants. They have made it through the wash and the first dryer cycle. They're in the second dryer cycle. They should be good to go. Uh, regular uh, regular size, looking good tomorrow. Are they probable? P for probable and probable. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's three pairs of them, so one of them will be ready to go. Okay. We'll, see. we'll see. So they're in. They're in. Okay. <laughs> they're in. Got to know it. Okay. Uh, Gerald, you want to pick our next one? Yeah, let's go with uh, number three. It's a good number. Or I'm sorry. You know what? Let's go with number six. I was going to say three. Three is um, Shrek. Three. Oh, that three is, is Shrek. Shrek. That is Shrek. Pick number three, <laughs> my lord. Um, <laughs> six. So, say, who is that? That's Nas. Is that Nas? That's Nas. He's out tomorrow. We can't talk about Nas. Well, it's kind of a bummer. Oh, you're now, right. We got. What are y'all picking? That's anybody that's out? talking about injured people? I guarantee you, we are. I guarantee the next one's going to be the purple pants. No, it's Bradley oh, no. Beal. This is okay. the next one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I mean, listen. At the end of the day, we are keeping an eye on all three of these guys, like yeah. KD, now Nas, and then Bradley Beal as well. We're trying to get an update on what's going on with all of them. I am a little bit bummed that Nas isn't going to be playing. I mean. He's basically like the leader of the Stay Ready crew, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's been taking full advantage of the opportunity and the minutes he's been getting as of late. It's been fun to watch him, like just find comfort within this squad around these guys. Like it's a little bit of a bummer that we're going to miss him tomorrow. But he's being a good leader to the Stay Ready crew and letting somebody else that needed to stay ready get an opportunity. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right? very sharing the well. I've been I've been very impressed with with him. Uh, you know, I heard a lot about athleticism, all this when he came. From Portland and always, he's a good guy. But when you see the little things, the hustle, what he's able to do with that athleticism so far, it's been great to see him finally break through, get those minutes. Hopefully this is is a case of, of nothing and just something to take care of tomorrow. He's back Friday because I think he can continue to be a very valuable part of this, uh, of this rotation. Yeah, no, I love Nas. And, I mean, we got surprised with the offensive output. But what I love from Nas is the defensive uh, versatility. I mean, he guarded every Nick. I went back and looked at the tape. He guarded every Nick on that floor. The other night, uh, it would be nice to have him in Toronto for that Scotty Barnes matchup because he he would he would match up really nice with him with the physicality. Uh, but he won't be there. But listen, uh, you said it the other day on the show. Uh, he gets three threes. Like that's that's new, man. We didn't expect that. So good job by Nas, and looking forward to. Yeah, seeing more of him. He he's been great off the bench. Um, you know, he scored in double figures for the last six games. He's been playing with a lot of energy too. Like you see the way that he grabs rebounds, he slaps the shit out of the ball. Yeah. The way he blocks shots, he slaps the shit out of the ball. Like he just brings a ton of energy. He's a runaway freight train on some of his drives with that athleticism and strength. Um, and he's shoot, shooting thirty five percent on threes over the last six games during that stretch where he's been getting more minutes. So. He's been really good. Hopefully the personal reasons are good news because um, I think he announced on his IG recently um, he and his girlfriend is pregnant. So maybe okay. that's what it is. That might Hopefully. be it. Yeah, that might be it. Hopefully that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's not anything you know more I'm, serious. Or I'm going to try to get like it. Go ahead. Keep that, going. That or passport. Either one. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, we can, we're fine with those. Usually, though, they always double check before you even get on the plane. I've heard dumber things. When you things. leave... Phoenix, so you have your passport. I've heard dumber things. This is so. facts. I mean, listen, you're not wrong. Left okay. it in Memphis. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know. But, I mean, 
Unfortunately, you're not wrong, Espo. <laughs> we right. might have an update before the end of the show. Or not. Okay, so I'll, I'll we've, let all, know. we've all known those guys, so we're <laughs> absolutely. We all have the stories. Yeah. Uh, which one of the two of you wants to pick our last one? I'll, I'll pick the last. Okay, one. what you got? I'm feeling uh, number nine for a little Thunder Dan Marley. Okay. Jordan, Jordan Goodwin. Goodwin. Ah, we get my favorite. Well, at least he'll play tomorrow, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> got, so it's not Bradley. We got one. I know, right? Like we don't want to just jinx it, whatever. He is Bradley Beal's boy, so there is that. There, so. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. We're keeping an eye on Jordan Goodwin because his stock is, of course, rising here in Phoenix as well, um, especially after Sunday's game. But Jordan Goodwin is just like he's he's all reliable. I feel like you always know what you're going to get with Jordan Goodwin night in and night out at this point. I, and that's some hustle. I don't know. Well, yes, the hustle for sure. I think the best part is that he's supplemented the hustle with like good numbers recently. Right. Like, scored 14 in back-to-back -back games. He's been active on the boards, five and seven rebounds the last two games. Um, and last game he had five assists, a block and a steal on top of that. Like for those two stretches in the last two fourth quarters where Devin Booker was sitting, he's been huge in like carrying the offense kind of because Kevin Durant hasn't been out there to take care yeah. of it. You need offense from someone, from someone in the stay ready crew. He's done that. Um, and, and I wasn't crazy about his shot selection earlier in the season but he's been really good offensively recently to where, you know, it's kind of making up for that a little bit. Yeah. He's been incredible. And, and it's the hustle lens. Mm -hmm. It's what he brings that doesn't show up on the box score. Every time he's on the court, it seems like you're just getting more energy from the entire group. It's infectious. Mm -hmm. When he's out there, they look like they're on a string. He gives you extra possessions. He dies on the floor. He gets loose balls. He hits the offensive glass. He's the defensive glass. So these are the things that, you know, if I'm a coach – I don't I don't care what the stats show. I need that guy on the court because good things happen when that guy plays. So um the last play of the game on the book of play, if he doesn't have 16 points and he doesn't hit a couple threes, they don't play Devin that way. As soon as Devin gives up the ball, they could have went a completely different way with it, but he was a threat. And being a threat on the court helps Devin get to that last play and hit that game winning shot. So good for Jordan. I that's part of the dog pound. Looking forward <laughs> to seeing more of him. Yeah, I mean if Jordan hadn't been effective, uh, you know, they they don't they cheat off of yeah. him. Yeah. In that situation, it becomes much more difficult. What did we hear when we heard Jordan Goodwin was part of this trade? Throwing Washington fan well, but I, Washington fans seemed a little upset and that everybody said you'll love his heart and hustle. Yeah. Like there was no doubt. Mm -hmm. In that, but the fact that we've seen growth offensively, uh, what he's been able to do uh, is is making me really excited for this kid's future because he definitely fits the the mold of what Frank Vogel wants defensively in his approach to that. But if he can continue to do it offensively, even uh, you know, averaging you know eight ten points. That changes the whole dynamic for this team mm -hmm. because you've now got a guy that, again, you have to be honest uh, on defensively uh, and could pay dividends in the playoffs even if he's only in there five or six minutes. Those five or six minutes when when you have to have some of those bench guys in the playoffs can make all the difference. Do you keep a lead? Do you keep a team from extending a lead before your guys come back in? Jordan Goodwin defensively, I think, is there. And if he can be there offensively, you've now added yeah. a whole other dimension to what 
what you can do later on. Mm -hmm. And, and Sub-Zero is top 10 in the NBA in deflections per 36 minutes. He's also second in the NBA in offensive rebounding percentage among players that are 6'4 and shorter behind only Josh Okoge. Hey so the NBA has two of the most dynamic crashing guards in the NBA on the offensive glass. That's a nice thing to have coming off your bench. Yeah, yeah I just got an update on Nas Little. Okay. It's, it's a completely family isolated issue. Okay. He's going to take care of it. He'll be back. He's okay. fine. Everything's good. Good. Good to hear. Um, listen, if you want to get some holiday scratchers this holiday season from Arizona Lottery, I highly recommend. They make the perfect last minute shopping uh, gifts. And they're also always a big hit at any sort of gift exchange um, secret Santa is like if you don't know the person very well, maybe it's a new coworker in your life or a significant other's coworker or something along those lines. You can't go wrong with holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Also, if you're trying to get $200 in bonuses this holiday season, check out our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. They have been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union for more than 84 years. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you're going to get 200 in bonuses. You can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. All right, guys, we're going to round out with a question that our friends over at the All City NBA show uh, asked us, or not just asked in general, their viewers. <clears throat> Which team is under the most pressure right now? Do you feel like the Suns are in this conversation? Do you feel like it belongs to somebody else in the league? How are we feeling pressure-wise? Can you do most pressure like, like to win a championship had, or you, currently this moment pressure? They to ultimately <clears throat> to win a championship because there's a lot of expectations that teams had were given over the offseason. Who has kind of lived up to it and who's got a lot of pressure to continue to live up to it, I suppose. It's the Clippers, man. I, I got to say Clippers-Lakers. I got to say Clippers-Lakers. Yeah, and for the Clippers, it's because if this doesn't work this season, you got a lot of guys that are becoming free agent, a lot of high-paid players. Your coaching situation with Tyrone Liu is still up in the air. Like, what are you going to do if this doesn't work out? This James Harden swing yeah. for the fences that you've made. It, it's It's got to be them because they – Everything rests on them staying healthy and them figuring out the hardened stuff. Yeah. And if they don't, this could very well be a lottery bottom feeding team next year mm. or the year you beyond. You all right, that. Yeah, my eye burns. Oh, I just saw. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just making sure. No, I, no, I think it's Lakers Clippers. Listen, yeah. Lakers, Lakers this offseason, everyone said. They had a, the best offseason. I wasn't shaking my head at you. I was laughing at <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, the Lakers supposedly had the best offseason. Yeah. They went out there, spent some money. It hasn't paid dividends. And the clock on LeBron is running out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, if they don't do something, I think they're in a lot of they, – they're under a lot of pressure to get something done. And then to G's point, I mean, the Clippers got to do something. So, I think the two L.A. teams are the front runners. I actually don't feel like the Suns have any pressure. I don't. I think the Suns window is more than this year. Okay, because I was going to say, if we change this to pressure to win a championship, does that change your answer then? No, not for me. Mm, no, I mean, there's still, like, the expectation for the Clippers is to be competing for championships. I don't know if people look at that roster now and see them as a real championship threat. So for me, the four teams that have the pressure on them to actually win it all Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Denver, maybe Philly. That's what like, I was going to say. Philly, yeah. I think it's 100% the Suns. 
You do? Yes, because the national narrative is this team's all in, uh, that there's the pressure of Bradley Beal. Is Mm -hmm. he coming back? Is it going to be healthy? Are they saddled with this? You look at the Clippers and you say the fact that these guys are free agents is a negative. I look at it as a positive because if this doesn't work, they have an out option on it. For the Suns... Yeah, but no draft picks. They got no cap. Yeah, but the problem for the Suns is... They got no cap space, no draft picks. Like they're they're in a completely locked in. So if this doesn't work, I you know, over I think you got two years That's what for I it. But yeah. but if it doesn't work this year, the pressure mounts even more next year. I think the I think there is an immense amount of pressure on the Phoenix Suns for this to work. And I think the fact that there have been the injuries early have added to that pressure because people are going, this is exactly what we told you it was going to be, right? And we look at it and we go, okay, so they've won seven in a row. But you you look at, you know, the fans in in Phoenix, the national narrative. Winning seven in a row doesn't do anything to quell that. The only thing that's going to fulfill that for anybody is a title, right? So I think that in and of itself – Adds the most pressure. The Lakers are gonna, you know what? Everybody kind of expected AD could be could wind up hurt. LeBron is over the hill. You know, Austin Reeves wasn't who we thought he was. There's excuses there that they can turn to and make that I think because they're the Lakers, people will buy into that narrative. The Clippers, you know, everybody knows it's a desperation move, but they also have Steve Ballmer with deep pockets and a potential out next offseason to actually go chase people because they'll have cap space the suns are here this is what they have and and all of it seems to add to the pressure i feel like that's pressure from a fan perspective though from like a a national perspective i don't know if that pressure exists in the same way i mean i they could do the whole i told you so thing but i feel like there's more pressure on the celtics than the suns based off of how much love and admiration they get i I feel I feel like it's partly, to your point, like the way that we consume the NBA now. There's pressure on all of these teams that are in the running because like with Boston, every time that something goes wrong for the Celtics and they come up short, it's we got to break up Tatum and Jalen Brown. We got to make a swing for the fences move with Kristaps Porzingis. We're still relying on like a 37-year-old Al Horford to be our starting set. Like there are concerns with the Celtics and they're the best team in the NBA record-wise right now. But if they fall short again while being one of the best teams in the NBA, there's going to be immense pressure on that front office to like, okay, why can't we get over the hump? Milwaukee, the pressure is eased up a little bit because, you know, you've already won a title. But Giannis applied the pressure to them this summer to make them hire his guy as coach and bring in Dame Lillard. Philly, if you don't win or get to the conference finals, at least with Joel Embiid, at what point is he going to be like, I don't want to be here anymore? Like there's pressure on all these teams. My thing with Mm -hmm. the Suns is there is immense pressure to win in these next two years because you've had this window of title contention. But at the same time, Devin Booker's still only 27. You're still going to have him beyond this immediate window. Maybe, you know, maybe he looks at the situation at that time and says, I can't win here anymore. But with this owner that we have and the allure of Phoenix, the cap space that will be freed up by then, I have a hard time seeing a scenario where Phoenix doesn't reload. But I I do agree with you. There is a lot of pressure on Phoenix, not just from the fan base here because of the perception of the big three. But I think, Lindy, you bring up a good point. What's the definition? What's the pressure? Is it internally? 
or is it is it the fan base? Is it some combination of all of it? Is it talking heads? Because to me, it's the fan base where the pressure comes from because this this fan base is so antsy because they've never <laughs> seen a title. Every little thing, and, and I don't know, I, I don't know how much that permeates the team, but at some point, it's got to. And the way I know that Devin Booker's the only guy left from the last two years, well, the. The the, finals the, team. the the finals team the the Mavs collapse. I know Katie was here last year in that Nugget series, but like there's pressure there too because of the way you you flamed out in the playoffs, in particular against the Mavs and and in deciding games. So it really depends. I don't I don't know. Katie and Book don't seem like guys that ever feel pressure well, that, regardless. That's but. that's my point. When I when I hear the question, I'm Thinking as a player, as the organization player, who's got the most pressure organizationally, player-wise? I'm taking the fans out of it. Because like Gerald said, I mean, fan bases are all going to say, we got to win, we got to win. When I look at the Lakers, there's a ticking clock. Mm -hmm. That clock is ticking. LeBron ain't getting younger, Mm -hmm. okay? When you look at the Clippers, there's a clicking clock. I'm sorry. Uh, These guys are going to be free agents. They're going to move on. The Warriors as well. You got you got a you got an issue with Klay Thompson. Uh, uh, Wiggins isn't playing well. That contract's looking atrocious right now. So there yeah. there are there are issues with the Suns. But the, but the Lakers and Warriors have won their titles. Right? Yeah, what well, they have. Clippers and Suns since they haven't. I think I think it makes it a little different. If you if the LeBron experiment ends and you get one title, you go we got the title right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so so you got that. Uh, you know, the Warriors. If they don't win another one, they're still the the greatest team in the last uh, you know fifteen that. years. Mm. Uh, you know, even Milwaukee, if they don't win, they still won the first one since the seventies. There, right. yeah, so, I get I get that. From that perspective, you're right. But I think I, I think James might be gone if they don't win the, this year, depending James on how Jones. they exit. Yeah, he may. So there's pressure, I think, from that perspective in a in a front office spot too. I think the Suns are good. I, I think the Suns are gonna. Do everything they can to win this year. Yes. But I just don't think that if they don't, I don't look at them and say this is a one-year experiment. If they don't win it's this year, year, I think next year. Yeah, it's, a t- it's I, two I think years ne- from now. Yeah, 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 next year. If we're sitting in this chair after this year and next year and they ain't win yet, yeah, we, we in a heap of most, shit. I would, a heap yeah, of shit. But I will say if the Celtics or the Sixers fall short, we could see very <clears throat> different teams next yes. year. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that about the Suns outside of the – the, you know, yeah, the rotational, guys. yeah. Clippers, Celtics, Suns, I think all have mm-hmm. immense. Philly, I, I think there's less because of the James Harden mess. You can you can do the, well, this I, season wound up. I don't know. I no, like some, I think Joel is gone. On back there with, oh, wait, no, we're talking Philly. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Joel, Linz, I think Joel and B, Yaka, mark it down. Philly doesn't win this year. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, this will be his last year in Philly. I'm telling y'all, this, that's, that's the pressure. Then guess what? It's going to be Joel Embiid's last year in Philly. <laughs> Too bad they have to break up the greatest duo in the NBA right now. I mean, oh. yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> so uh, Jay pulling a Lindsay right now said, I agree with everyone, but not completely agree with anybody. <laughs> okay, cool. I get it, Jay. I get it. I get it. All right, guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. We appreciate you very much. If you're here on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out. It helps us out a lot. If you are listening wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe also helps us out a lot. and We really appreciate it. Um, 
We will be back tomorrow, 30 minutes before tip-off with a pregame show and, of course, postgame show as well. It's a little bit of an early one tomorrow, 5.30 tip-off, which means we'll start at 5 o'clock with our pregame show. So plan to come hang out with us then. And until we see you tomorrow, be sure to give the show a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can also follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Do you have a club that needs promoting? I'm here for you. <laughs> Ahoy hoy. <laughs>